Over the last couple of weeks, Father Greg and I have been speaking about prayer during the homilies because the Gospels all have examples of how to pray well. We spoke about praying at Mass a couple of weeks ago and personal prayer last week. Today we'd like to speak about how to pray and especially how to pray as a disciple. You know, the entire semester we've been speaking of being a disciple and that the critical defining element of being a disciple is having a vitalized, actual, real relationship with God. Inevitably, many of us may then ask the next question, how do I enter an actual vitalized relationship with God? And the answer is going to be in the encounter we have with him and the sustained relationship through prayer and how we pray. It means that we have to graduate beyond the prayer of the beginnings to introduce to our hearts a prayer that speaks heart to heart. If you think of human relationships, they are not talking at each other, but rather there is a vulnerability with one another. There is affectivity between the others, a giving and receiving. This is the kind of relationship that God desires to form in our hearts as disciples with him. So, you are college students and you're taking all sorts of advanced classes. You can't go to a calculus class and still do third grade math. You can't also, in the spiritual life, continue to grow as a disciple and expect to be praying as you did when you were receiving your first communion. So, we have to move beyond simply saying our prayers. Now, the prayers that we learn, they're, they're good. They're given to us by God. And yet, God wants to invite us to something more, not just to say our prayers, but to truly pray our prayers. Many of us may find that we think our prayers. God wants us to do more than think at him. He wants us to open before him in interrelationship with him. Now, very beautifully set up for us is a gospel parable that Jesus tells that helps us to know the way into this. He tells the parable between a comparison between a Pharisee praying in the temple and a tax collector praying in the temple. Now, notice that as the Pharisee is praying, he is speaking to himself, saying to himself, although in this monologue towards God. He comments on all of his achievements, of how great and holy he is. And yet, his prayer is puffed up. It's prideful. And he's not receiving anything from God. Whereas the tax collector, he simply prays, Lord, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Now notice the difference. 
that this is humility, not a humility of putting yourself down, but a humility that is humus, dirt, grounded in the truth of who you are, and more importantly, grounded in the truth of who God is. God is always love. God is merciful love given. God is merciful love giving himself to me. And so this is the prayer that the tax collector demonstrates in humility. Well, I want to teach you a method of prayer to do this. Prayer goes beyond method. In many ways, it's meant to be quite natural. St. Teresa of Avila says of prayer that prayer is a loving conversation between friends in which I am confident in the one who is loving me. Notice how beautiful this is and how real then this suggests prayer should be. That we can go like the tax collector and just be real, not pretending, but honest before God. Now, this method of prayer that I want to teach you has got four little steps to it. And it forms an acronym. A-R-R-R. R, there you go, there. We'll be calling it the pirate's prayer from here on out, you see. Hey, you, you know what the uh, pirate's favorite uh, letter in the alphabet is? R, you think so, but it's actually the C. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So as corny as the joke is, uh, the, the prayer is actually a treasure. So, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, here's, here's, here's what ARRR stands for. Okay. Acknowledge, relate, Receive, respond. Now, these are things that occur in a normal relationship when we have friendship with others. But now, the encouragement is that we pray this way so that we're not followers of God from a distance. We are heart to heart, united with God in communion. This is what he desires. Now, to do this, we first have to acknowledge. And basically, this A is more than acknowledge. It is awareness, it is acceptance, and acknowledgement. It means that I have to acknowledge in myself how it is that I am. The tax collector has to understand his situation. He has to be aware of his circumstances before God and without any prejudice as to how he thinks he should be before God, he must be open, transparent, vulnerable, and honest before God. This is important for us because a lot of times we get stuck and blocked in our prayer before we ever get started because we have a false image of God that we can't draw near to him with the messiness of life. 
we might think that we have to come before him with a certain pious eloquence in order to be heard by God. Can you think of any example in Scripture where God, where Jesus, avoided somebody because of their circumstances of life? Never. And he does not do that with us. And so, without any prejudice of how you think you should be before the Lord, God wants you to be you before him, to come before him in all that you are, not to be hiding something or saying, this part of me can't be seen by God or brought into his presence. I have to acknowledge if I'm happy, then I want to bring that joy to the Lord and let it express glorifying him and praising him. If I am sad, I want to be able to open that and receive from him consolation because of that friendship. If I am even tempted in something that I think, gosh, surely I can't bring this before God, God wants to say to you, bring everything. Bring you before me. Remember the parable of the prodigal son, that the father is already looking for the prodigal, and he closes the distance to you. And upon arrival, he doesn't tell you, clean up first. He says, quickly, put a robe on his shoulders, a ring on his finger, and sandals on his feet, and we must celebrate, because my son who was lost has been found. He was dead, and now he's alive again. This is the first step of real relational prayer with God that forms you as a disciple. Acknowledge with honesty, transparency, who you are, how you are, before God without any prejudice of how you think you should be before God. That's the first step. Now, that leads us to the second. It is to relate. So to relate all of this to God means to tell him about it, to speak to the Lord from your heart of your situation and of what you're thinking, feeling, and desiring, to describe it to him, relate it to him, as you would come to a friend's presence and they ask you, hey, how's it going? To be able to relate the story of your day. This is what the Lord is wanting to invite us into. To relate our hearts to him. Now, there are probably some philosophers and theologians in here who are thinking, yes, Father, but isn't God omniscient, all-knowing? Doesn't he already know? what it is that I am thinking, feeling, and desiring. Why must I tell God what I'm experiencing? Well, that's true. God knows you and your thoughts, feelings, and desires better than you know your thoughts, feelings, and desires. And yet, because God is love and communion, he wants you to come to him with your heart and your needs, your desires, and all that you are. See, 
maybe you'd relate to this. When I was young, there was a time where um, I was walking around and I noticed my shoelace was untied. But my shoelace, I didn't uh, quite yet master the ability of shoelace tying. So I wanted to hide it from my dad because I didn't want to be embarrassed and go, you know, say, I need you. So I kind of started walking like, you know, hopping around trying to walk funny where he wouldn't see my, my foot. Now imagine that as a little kid. Of course, my dad saw that. He's not omniscient, but he saw <laughs> my foot and knew what I was doing. And he waited. Anyway. And when I came up to him finally, I was able to say, Dad, my shoelace is untied. Can you help me? He said, all right, buddy, let's do it. Here we go. And I was able to see my father's love, his presence, his patience. And I received something. I suspect also my dad received something. To have his son come to him. And bring him his situation. You see, whatever you have untied in your life right now, the relationship with God is even more important than getting it tied up. The life and the shared life between you and God is even more important than getting the shoelaces tied. And so God wants us to get it out and share it. So acknowledge and then relate to him. Now notice, even as I tell you this, I'm kind of going like this. And it's getting it out there. Anybody ever tell you, offer it up? You know, and you hate that. It's like, okay, <laughs> take it. Uh, you know, what does that mean? It means that you are taking your life situation, particularly something that is hard or a trial, and you are offering it to be in union with the offering of Jesus so that in his sacrifice it may be made an action of love and be effective in a way that transcends my ability to do that. That is what offering it up means. But how do you do that? So when you tell God about it, it takes that which is in you and places it before God. It is offering it to him. Not that you need him to fix you. It is that you are opening yourself to him and you're giving him permission to be with you in how you are. So getting it out disposes you to receive. That's the next step. You know the, par the story of the healing of the man that has a withered hand He's keeping this from everybody because he's ashamed, he's embarrassed. And yet, Jesus sees it and he says, come here and stand in front of everyone and stretch out your hand. In doing so, his hand is restored. It is in the very action of stretching it out that healing occurs. Now imagine if we stretch out all that is within, if we acknowledge and then relate it, it disposes us to the presence of the Holy Spirit 
And God, who desires to give himself to us, is given permission to be in our heart, in our life, because it's real now before us. And so the third step is to receive. And this is the game changer. It's when we place ourselves before the Lord and we receive not with the faculties of sight, of hearing, of smelling and touching, but in an analogous way through the faculties that are theological. Faith, hope, and love. We ascertain God giving God's self to me. And in I, my faith, I am aware of this. Believe in this. Accept this. I'm open to this. And in hope, I want this. And in love, I am transformed by the receiving of God himself when I open my heart to him. This will require of us silence, and it is hard. It's hard to be quiet. It's awkward. It's challenging. Pope Benedict recently said to a group of monks, he said, our society is experiencing an anthropological mutation because we are losing the capacity to remain in silence. And in this condition are unable to encounter the living God. So it will be a challenge of us in our lives to still the storms, to quiet the beeps, the rings, the pings, the vibrations, the podcasts, things that are audible, things that are visible, things that disturb my peace, and to cultivate in one's life a silence of heart so that I can receive the presence of the living God. This leads us to the last step. When we've received our friend, we are different. And who we are is made not by what we accomplish, the Pharisee, but who we are in relationship. This enables us then to respond. And so in Christ, when I have acknowledged, related, received, I'm free. In him, I receive the fruits of the Holy Spirit and I can act justly. If I am tempted, I could morally respond to the good that should be done. If I am joyful, now I can praise, I can give thanks, because I am loved beyond what I can imagine. I invite you, as we continue through Mass, look for the opportunities to be silent and to try it, to pray, acknowledge, relate, receive, and respond with a tremendous faith that this is a loving conversation between friends 
with the one that you know loves you. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.